sunshine, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. The coffee is hot. The water is crisp. They did not have sugar in the raw. <laughs> but none of that can stop the news. Not at all. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8 a.m. And you are listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we well, we got BTP here, but we also have a special guest today. We have uh, the executive director of the Neighbor Project, Mr. Rick Guzman, in the studio. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Curtis. Good morning, Aurora. How are you feeling? Pretty good. It's beautiful out. It is. It's a gorgeous morning. Very BTP's nice day. got tea over there. Yeah. So we are all... Some English breakfast. Nice, nice. <laughs> so we are here. We're going to learn today. Today will be an educational show. We're going to learn about the ILRPP program, the Rent Assistance. And there's a lot of things about the uh, Neighbor Project that we'll touch on as well. How you, yourself, the listener, can be helped and how we can help those around us as well. Good morning to all of you guys out there. Tracy Duran, hello, and Ben Geller. Good morning to you, too. So let's get into things first and foremost, my dear friends. Our show is sponsored by Wabanzi SBDC. That's the Small Business Development Center. Through the SBDC, small business owners, both prospective and existing, can obtain essential management, marketing, and financial coaching. They offer no-cost one-on-one coaching and a wide variety of low-cost events and workshops to help make your business a success. From creating a business plan, planning growth strategies, and financial checkups, work smarter, not harder with SBDC workshops. And to learn more about our friends and what they do, visit their website. Great resource. Excellent resource. Go Wabonzi. Okay. Also, in downtown Aurora, there's a great place to shop, support, and find Good Morning Aurora merch. Excuse me. That place is Cottonseed Creative Exchange, located at 8 North Broadway. It is a veteran and woman-owned business in the heart of downtown shopping. There you can find GMA t-shirts, and each purchase supports local news, arts, and culture. It's also a place to find locally sourced artwork, merchandise, coffee, and even candles. How cool is that? Head on down to Cotton Sea Creative Exchange and tell them you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. Now, so for those of us who are unfamiliar, let's start off first. Tell us about the Neighbor Project, sir. Sure. The Neighbor Project is a grassroots community development organization. So we used to always lead with, you know, the Neighbor Project is a HUD-approved housing counseling agency. And and we kind of realized over time, like, well, that, okay. All right, what does that mean, right? right? And, it, and, and we are a HUD-approved housing counseling agency, right? We traditionally have helped a lot of people as we promote and help people get access to first-time homeownership is one of the things that we've, we've really focused on and, and been able to excel at over the years. We also, you know, uh, have stepped in whenever there have been foreclosure crises, um, and we've helped um, hundreds of, of families be able to stay in their homes. Um, but we've sort of moved away from leading with, you know, here, these sort of technical ways and sort of thought, okay, well, the neighbor project and our name just comes from this basic idea that strong neighbors make for strong neighborhoods. And when our neighbors are doing well, we're all doing well. Right. Um, and when our, our neighbors, 
are, are able to access some of the kinds of tools that, that many of us sometimes might take for granted or had, or had an opportunity to, to utilize growing up or get through college or to buy a home. When, when, I, when we can equip our neighbors with those same tools, our city truly can thrive. And in fact, our belief is that you know, no community, no city can ever be reach its full potential unless everybody's got access to opportunity, unless everybody has um, an opportunity to be able to, to thrive. Right. And so we started the Financial Empowerment Center to be able to help people with just much more of kind of the building blocks of financial stability, um, what it takes. And we did that right during the pandemic, not realizing that this service was likely to be or you know, has become um, you know, perhaps you know, one of the most needed at a time when so many people have either lost income or right. have had to um, had to kind of rebuild their budgets, their uh, figure out how to how to continue to make it. And so, we do occasionally bring some some new things on. I know we're going to talk about rent assistance, we which are. traditionally has not been our focus, but because we feel like that's one of the things that's needed to help strengthen our neighbors. One of the tools that's out there, we want to be a part of helping people find that as well. But fundamentally, it's just a place where we believe that basically all of our well-being is is directly connected and, and hinges on the well-being of our neighbors. And the neighbor, our neighbors are there for the, the solution. And, and the people who are already here in Aurora are the number one resource that we have. And so um, our job is to invest in them so that they make this community um, what we all know it can be. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so now let's get into it. What? Uh, tell us about the rental assistance program, uh, known as IORPP, but like you said, that is a mouthful for folks. So we will flesh it out for all of you so that you understand it better. Sure. Yeah. I mean, people have probably heard a lot about the idea that, that Congress, uh, over time, and there was an initial batch of rent assistance that was passed uh, right after the coronavirus pandemic started. But this is the CARES Act. This yes. is March of 2020 or 2020. Um, and that that was then deployed. The Neighbor Project was a partner with the Illinois, with the state of Illinois. And there's an, there's all these acronyms right out there. IDA, uh, we're going to have to mention that a few more times too. That's oh, the yes. Illinois Housing Development Authority. IDA.org is where you can find information about everything we're going to be really focused on today. But uh, uh, so we helped deploy that. That was $5,000 that people were eligible for. It was both backward and forward looking in terms of paying back rent and then helping people through the rest of 2020. At the end of 2020, Congress realized that this uh, growing potential eviction crisis when the eviction moratorium would be lifted eventually yeah. this year, that there were, and studies were showing, millions of households that potentially could face eviction. And right. So. They did take some pretty decisive action, passing $25 billion of rent assistance in December and then $21 billion more this March to sort of try to get us through this year. Right. As, you know, the economy has has not impacted a large number of people, mm -hmm. uh, and some people are actually doing better, but there is a significant number uh, of households uh, who have really struggled. I mean, you know, our friends at the Paramount are just getting back in business in August, show, right. live shows. Yeah, just, just, just coming. Ninety percent right. of folks had to be laid off, and there are so many businesses that really depend on large gatherings, or um, and and people have really been impacted uh, without any way really to to be able to keep up with their their finances. So this rent assistance uh, is a much bigger response, um, and because of the dollars that Congress has put into this, a lot more than than last year, um, the 
this program's able to look uh, at a total of uh, a whole year in arrears. So, so if someone was an entire year behind on rent, it could catch them up. And it also will help you pay your rent for three months going forward if if you have a continuing financial hardship. That's the prospective rent yeah. portion as detailed, correct? Yeah. So $25,000 is the total, but it's going to be based on what you actually owe. So if just as for an easy example, if you if your rent's $1,000, then you could potentially get the maximum you could get is if you were a full year behind, there'd be $12,000 plus $3,000 moving forward. So it could, would be a total of 15,000 in that scenario. Most people are, you know, won't need that, that full maximum. Uh, and so, you know, the exciting thing about this is that the state actually says they don't think this program is going to run out of money. They think they're going to be able to help everybody who's eligible. Nice. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And let me just talk about the eligibility factors maybe really quick. Sure. Certainly. So yeah, the, yeah. the folks that are – there's a couple of things you need to have. So one um, – and this is – some of these can be a little bit hard to understand. Uh, again, sort of a lot of lingo, and that's why the Neighbor Project is here to help. To break the lingo down. Yes. yes people yes. can – right. People <laughs> can come to us and just help us walk you through the application because the application – one of the things that's required is – that both the housing provider, also known as a landlord, right? Both the landlord and the tenant have to complete their portion of this. They both have to participate. In, and right. so uh, right now, the pro, uh, because of the experience last time, uh, the Housing Authority, Illinois Housing Development Authority, has opened this up specifically for landlords only right. to initiate an application. There'll be a separate opportunity for tenants to initiate their own applications. But if you're a tenant who's behind right now, you would need your landlord to actually start the application, and both of you uh, have to essentially agree to participate in this, and the landlord's going to have to agree to kind of get you fully caught up, right. um, current, um, on, on your rent, drop any kind of eviction proceeding that may or may not be um, uh, happening. And so the, the other basic things is there does have to be some sort of direct or indirect uh, impact from COVID. But that that impact, that financial hardship as a result of COVID, doesn't need doesn't mean you need to have been laid off. It could just be a, a reduction in hours. It could be um, sort of having to even um, sort of voluntarily reduce your hours or make different arrangements that impacted your income because your kids were you know schooling remote schooling from yeah. home. Uh, so it's it's actually pretty easy to kind of uh, justify that. But there has to be if you're if you're finances haven't been impacted at all, you may have a hard time qualifying for this. Uh, the other quick things are the uh, household does, as I mentioned, have to be actually behind. So we've heard stories of folks that have um, really struggled and done a great job despite being greatly impacted and stayed current on their rent. Um, but Unfortunately, those folks are not going to be able to take advantage right now. Right. Um, and of course, we can never advise people not to pay their rent. But there is, again, if they're having trouble with May or June, there is an opportunity, uh, as I said, to to apply. Essentially, the application portal will be open through the roughly through the end of June. June twenty eighth is the latest that somebody could start an application. Um, and then income-wise, 80% uh, of area median income is the the kind of threshold there. So that doesn't mean a whole lot to the average person. So uh, roughly speaking, that means that a single person would have to be making $52,000 or less in order to be able to, to qualify. Family of four, that would be like 74500 I think it's actually 74550 So and then that, it goes up depending on your household size. Uh, you know that that 
um, kind of maximum income amount goes goes up. And the easiest way to do that is to do it's to base it on your 2020 income. Use your W two that shows you know the whole annual amount, mm-hmm. um, or uh, you know do your pay stubs times however many times you get paid that kind of thing. Or um, if somebody's more recently been impacted, they, there's also ways to be able to demonstrate just okay here's what I made last year, but I've just had a reduction in hours. I've just been laid off. Um, there's lots of ways that you can you can demonstrate that. Um, but uh, some things that notably are not a requirement, um, proof of citizenship, uh, documentation, those kinds of things for either a landlord or a tenant, those are not required. Uh, the goal here, really kind of similar to what the neighbor project's philosophy is, is that if there's somebody in your in our community who's struggling, um, that that potentially impacts everybody, and sure. we want to be able to help uh, anybody regardless of of their of their status there. So, and as the status said, there's there's enough money to go around this time, so that's that's exciting. Good morning to Mark Hogan, Jen Mendoza, Alex Arroyo, Ben Geller. Hello there, and Jen says hello, Rick. See, I told you you had fans out there, brother. Hey, Jen, how are you? How's Karina. the south side of Aurora? Right, the way south side. <laughs> we love that part. Karina Suarez, darling, good morning to you. Mary Foltz, good morning. Brooke Shanley, hello there. And Jennifer Ryan Mayton, good morning to you guys as well. Uh, you are tuned in and listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we have the executive director of the Neighbor Project, Mr. Rick Guzman, here talking about the rental assistance program, the portal and application of which, or excuse me, the application portal, which opened. Uh, just this Monday on the 17th. Now, we've been beating this down, you guys' heads for a while now. And if you recall, we also encouraged you to go to our Instagram and also our Twitter to check out that good news. Um, But we are going to continue. As you may have just heard, there are certain requirements to get involved in the program. Citizenship is not one of them. Um, But we got a couple other questions about the program. So uh, we know that people can reach out to us if they need assistance with the program. Uh, does IDA offer any assistance? And can you explain also, is there a limit to any, how many applications a landlord can submit? Yeah, good, good question. So the, I'm going to take the last one first. Okay. So the, the, the simple answer there is no, because okay. obviously, so the way that this program, as I mentioned before, works right now is that the landlord has to initiate the application. They will fill out their part, and then a separate part will get emailed to um, to the tenant. Uh, and and again, I think so. Part of what we're here for is um, any any kind of facilitation between the landlord and the tenant, um, kind of helping to explain. Yes, this program is truly for real. We're a sort of you know disinterested, but obviously also very interested third party. Um, we're interested in making sure that people can access these dollars, and so. Um, you know, if this gets caught up in your spam, we want to help you to know what to look for, right. help you know what these acronyms are. Um, in some cases, you know, some tenants last time when we did this didn't have an email address. So we had to help them actually set up an email address because that's, it's, I guess, technically another requirement. You can't apply for this program if you don't have an email address. No paper docs either. Right. No, no paper docs. Right. 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 So, yeah, you can upload those. And actually, maybe I, I, I mean, I don't want to get too off this particular question. but This is your episode, sir. You can get as far <laughs> off as you want to do. We, uh, there are, so I, I'll, let me just walk through what the application is going to require mm-hmm. of people, right? Because it is, it's a, you're going to kind of fill out a really basic form uh, that'll make it seem like, oh, this is easy walk in the park. But you're then you're going to get emailed sort of what looks kind of like almost like a contractual document. 
uh, through a DocuSign link that, that will enable you to be able to actually sign and certify that everything that you're putting in there is true. Right. Right. So they're not looking into every little aspect of things, but they, they are going to require. So again, landlords, they'll do their part first uh, in this round and they're going to have to upload some sort of proof of ownership, but it's made easy. There's just sort of like a camera function. You can upload a picture of your mortgage statement of your tax bill, that kind of thing has your name on it, as well as the address that you're, you've uh, submitted where the tenant is. Um, you're going to need to obviously uh, submit some, uh, everybody has to have a, an ID, though that ID doesn't have to even be, the ID doesn't necessarily even have to be uh, current. It could be like an expired one if you haven't been able to renew your driver's license. It could be issued from another government. Um, there's all sorts of, of ways to meet that. Um, you also have to show proof of unpaid rent, but that also can be a letter that was sent about, you know, it could be a rent roll um, or ledger. Um, there's a variety of ways to be able to show that. Um, you would submit your own uh, social security number or ITIN, or if it's a corporation, a landlord um, that's uh, incorporated, you'd submit your employer identification number. Um, and then a lease. A lease is highly preferred, but it doesn't stop you from uh, being able to submit. Um, that's obviously how you're going to prove what the back rent is and, and, and what's owed. Um, so, And then, again, if you're the landlord, the last thing you're going to have to submit is a valid email address for your tenant because that's how they're going to get this to the tenant. Right. If you call the neighbor project, you know, one of the questions we're going to ask you is, would you like us to call your tenant and kind of wa help walk them through, explain again, as I said, that this is for real. Fortunately, it's a little bit easier on the tenant side. There's a few fewer documents that they have. Right. To, so once they get it, they're going to have to sign some things and fill out kind of their information about themselves, verify that they are, in fact, behind on rent, those kinds of things. And then an ID, again, it could be an ID that's issued from, you know, from almost any sort of governmental source, not even the United States government if, you know, if, if, if necessary or if that's not available. Um, and if, they do, if that ID, though, doesn't match your address, you have to upload like a utility bill or something that does have the same address as, as the proof lease. Proof of current right? address. So, but the, the proof of current address is only, isn't needed if your ID's up, right. is, is up to date. Um, and then again, you'll confirm a few things. Uh, and then if you, you basically, then the income eligibility is your last, last step. So, uh, this time uh, around last time people would just sort of certify and sign under penalty of perjury that this is true. This is how much money I make this time you do have to upload information. So if you get, if you receive public benefits, that's like social security, that would be one of the things you have to upload to show how much money you make. Um, and then you would either, as I mentioned before, upload a W-2, shows your income from last year, pay stubs. Uh, and if you don't have, if you don't get that kind of, a lot of people get paid in cash or otherwise, Ida has created a form that you would fill out and just certify, this is how much I make, this is why I don't have those documents, um, and you just sign and attest that it's all true. So Ida's made it easy um, to, to meet each of these steps. Mm -hmm. However... I think for people who aren't used to filling out contracts or, you know, you know, working through a, I mean, DocuSign, for example, yeah. um, that's why the IDA has also contracted with 64 nonprofit organizations like the Neighbor Project across the entire clap, state. Clap for that. Clap for that. <laughs> 64 of us. And, um, and so depending on where you're listening from, 
you know, there, so Southern Kane County and Kendall County is kind of where we're concentrating the neighbor project. We, we reach into DuPage, we reach into Will County a little bit, you know, the four counties that Aurora hits, even into DeKalb County and a little further sometimes. Um, Consumer Credit Counseling Service is a great organization that's based in McHenry County, but kind of covers a big part of Northern Kane and Elgin and some of those areas. And, you know, what we tell people is these are all great agencies. Uh, and um, they all, uh, all of us have access to a special, like, you know, sort of like, I guess, sort of like the, uh, what is it? The commissioner hotline oh. that Batman had. Like yes. we've, it's nobody else can, <laughs> has this number um, except us. So if there's something that comes up and we need to, to troubleshoot or figure out how we get your application and we've got a, a special hotline only for us, 64 agencies, mm. somebody on the other line just waiting to pick up the bat phone, you know, kind of thing. So we're so there. You can see that signal. It's not that's the right. bat signal that's out there at night. It's the TNP signal that's out there. We we've, we have the ability to, to, to sort of, uh, you know, get special access to be able to help troubleshoot um, and help people walk through, again, a document that, that may be unlike anything that, that you've... Uh, that you've ever had to fill out before. Brazilda Muniz, Muniz, excuse me. Aisha Saxon, good morning to you guys. Victoria Hyla Maldonado, good, good, double good morning. Renee Cruz, good morning. And Nini God is good. Goodman, good morning to all of you wonderful folks out there. The time is 8.21 a.m. You're listening to and watching. Good morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are here with Mr. Rick Guzman, the executive director of The Neighbor Project, and we are talking about the uh, excuse me, rent assistance, known as IORPP, but we are explaining all acronyms today and providing the most information that we can. And good morning to you, BTP. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I was wondering if he has his mic off or what? Um, before we get into the next portion, I want to ask you, Rick, what do you like most about what you do? Well, so I, I would say that there aren't a whole lot of people that necessarily can can kind of say they get to sort of, I guess, um, get paid or, or work on and live out their own personal philosophy. Right. So, you know, one of the things that we're, we're getting ready to do some strategic planning and one of the things that um, that we're doing in order to do this, we're kind of asking a lot of our different staff to um, take like a strengths finders test that's coming for you too. Um, and, uh, and kind of really sort of look at what are your strengths, but also what are your core beliefs? And as I read through some of my, uh, core beliefs about connectedness, that we're all, everybody is interconnected. It's kind of like the, um, the Martin Luther King quote that people are so familiar with the, the, this idea that injustice anywhere uh, is uh, a threat to justice everywhere. Right. Comes from a quote from a letter that he wrote in, 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 uh, when he was in the Birmingham jail. And he talks about us all being kind of tied up in this web of mutuality, that what affects one directly affects all indirectly. Amen to that. And I think that, you know, it is just this core belief that I have. Like, and I, it just drives the, the way that I look at life, the way that I look at my neighbors. And, you know, we've been able to you know, merge two different organizations, uh, kind of create a new one, um, one of which I had a hand in, in starting, but uh, the other one that I was on the board of for, uh, for a number of years, and be able to create a, an, an agency that lives out this core belief that, that drives my own personal philosophy. And so 
it's it's kind of um, you know just kind of reading about and thinking about what drives me personally and being able to go to work every day and have a hand in and actually trying to you know prove this this thing that Dr. King said so many years ago um, that that what affects um, one indirectly um, or, or 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 what affects our neighbors it does it affects all of us right. and and I think you know what what I know that we're going to uh, be able to show more and more people is that by helping uh, the most vulnerable in the community, whether it's rent assistance, whether it's getting connected to a bank or reducing their debt, helping them get on a pathway to financial stability. And in many cases, we hope, you know, starting to to build some wealth, some equity. What I I believe that as we, we help more of our neighbors to do that, more people are going to see, yeah, that's, that's what we all need. We need more right. of our neighbors to be able to access home ownership. We need to we need to live in communities that are stable um, because that's how our schools are funded and we're all impacted by that. That's what, uh, that's what businesses look at when they're deciding, do I want to locate here in downtown Aurora or in some place is they're looking at the stability of neighborhoods, the stability of neighbors. They're drawing a circle around and saying, okay, what's the, what's the home ownership rate there? What's the stability of a neighborhood or the turnover rate? Can we get loyal customers there? What's the income? And what we're doing is we're trying to put people on a pathway to where uh, the our neighbors, the people themselves, are in fact the solution to building that kind of neighborhood that serves everybody best. And and that's that's what I guess I love most about you know what we get to do every day uh, is living out that kind of a philosophy that uh, understands that when uh, the people around me are better off, I'm better off too. You said something once upon a time that's that has stayed with me for a long time. Um, it's been it's been featured in artwork at the Neighbor Project as well. It's be the neighbor. That's those three words. And uh, I think for me, as a person who lived in an apartment and now uh, is in a house, like my street, if my neighbor is doing good, I'm doing good. I can't, we cannot live. I have to be conscious of what's going on across the street. I need everybody around me to also be doing good. So I should be pitching in to help if I can. And that's a really good philosophy to live by. It really is. Um, and, you know, it, it makes me happy when our community and everyone does see each other like that. Yeah. To, I'll piggyback off what you said there a little bit. Um, when it comes to the Financial Empowerment Center, there is a talented young man named <laughs> David. Yeah. Who will be here next or a couple weeks from now? Yeah, yep. yeah he's coming in June, mm-hmm. and he will tell us all about the FEC. That's Financial Empowerment Center, you guys. So get ready for that. Uh, got a quick question. Shout out to the city of Aurora, by the way. Without whom that that program would not exist. That is correct. So that they, is correct. They went out, and found the the match funding, helped get the rest of the funding, and then came and found us as a very eager partner to be able to implement um, Illinois' first ever financial empowerment center. So that's pretty, uh, that was pretty exciting. Oh, <laughs> the crowd went wild when you said that, brother. The crowd went wild. Hey, guys, that's awesome. Uh, the time is 8.27 a.m. So quick question. How does a landlord know if they've been approved? Yeah, so one of the things that uh, there's two, two things. Uh, one is to to kind of know that these these kinds of applications with uh, what is likely to be tens of thousands of applications to kind of sift through, yes. um, they're 
Ida is Ida. I keep saying that's one of these acronyms. The state of Illinois, Illinois Housing Development Authority, is saying you know it's likely to take sixty to ninety days. Um, so you know, get the the sooner you get the application in, it's kind of like if you file your taxes early before everybody else is, you're probably going to have a shorter turnaround. Right. But um, so I would encourage people to to get those in. There is and and frankly, the way that you're going to be notified if you're eligible is you're going to get a check in the mail. Um, but uh, there's also a status. So this wasn't in place last time. Hmm. There's also a status um, website that you can go in. So you're actually going to get uh, an application number, application ID uh, when you apply. And uh, you want to save that, save a copy of the document that you submitted. And that application ID will be on, I think, page one. And that ID will allow you to track the status of, of this. And you just, that I think that'll be there. You'll get an email with that information. But that website is the same, essentially the same as the website you would go to. Um, that's ilrpp.ida.org. Ooh, what a mouthful. That's a lot. Of, that's a <laughs> lot of letters. ilrpp.ihda.org. Um, that's where you would access the application directly. And then if you put a backslash status right there, mm-hmm. that's where you would enter that uh, application ID and people would be able to see see the status of, of where they might be um, in the process. Well, Ida use a lottery system to review a completed application. So I think that question came up um, because last last time they essentially did. It was not, it was a, a randomization process. So okay. there's, so this time they're not doing that. However, one thing I didn't mention is that the legislation um, that was passed by Congress uh, required uh, states who are deploying these dollars uh, to prioritize two groups. And so um, so it's not a lottery process, but one of the things that they're doing is they're approving applications first and getting checks out the door first for anybody who's been unemployed for 90 days or more. Okay. So if there's been an unemployment situation that's been longer than that, and that's in the application to sort of check and document if that's the case, or for households who are below 50% of area median income. So that's roughly, I believe that's a, a household uh, who's making about 32, one, a, a single person making about $32,000 or less, a family of four that's making 52, I believe is the number, 52,000 or less. Okay. They would be prioritized more. You're eligible as a household of four making you know, nearly $75,000. Um, but um, but if if you're making below that, uh, states are required to prioritize those folks, and so that's so rather than a lottery, it's you know prioritizing all of those, getting those dollars out the door first, and then just knowing that maybe those families that are in that fifty to eighty percent of area median income that are making between again as a family of four making between fifty two and seventy four and a half thousand dollars, those are the folks. That it might take a little bit longer, but it's not random. It's actually required by by law that they prioritize those groups. Good morning to my dear friend Alice, who just sent me a message on Instagram and says, "Great conversation with Mr. Guzman this morning. Thank you very much, my dear friend. That means a lot to us." Thanks, Alice. Uh, the time is eight thirty-one a.m. How can people? Uh, where is the neighbor project located? So um, there's actually a, a longer answer. So you notice I don't give a lot of short answers. That's you don't. My, you uh, you <laughs> you don't, brother. So the time is going to be eight fifty one. Yeah. There, so there's two answers to that. One, 
and it, maybe there's even three. We're doing most of our stuff virtual okay. at, at the moment. Right. So right, so we can walk you through over over the phone. We can set up a video call where we can share a screen and and actually just do this application with you. Right. So the so answer number one is. Uh, we're anywhere you are. Ooh. We can we can that's, meet you where you're at. That's right. right. Um, the old answer, uh, <laughs> and and of course the 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 still true answer is downtown Aurora. We have an office at the corner, uh, right next to Fifth Third Bank, uh, on the corner of Downer and Broadway, thirty two South Broadway. Right now, that office is uh, closed to the public except by appointment only, and that's where. And this is one of those where. If you are having a trouble with that virtual world, if you just need to sit down uh, in front of a computer and have somebody you know help you look over your shoulder and work with you on that, or if you don't have access to a computer or right. online yourself, or um, again any of those reasons, um, then you can come down to Thirty Two South Broadway. That's where we're located, and then um, we also have an office that's based out of the city of Aurora's Thrive Center. So again, that partnership with the city has been. So wonderful, and they have this fantastic resource that unfortunately also was kind of just launched in the middle of the pandemic, and yep. so its its full potential is you know is yet to be realized. It's going to be a huge resource. Uh, it already is, but we've got our financial empowerment center uh, financial coaches who are who are located there, and that is at. Uh, what is that? That's like, uh, I know it's, oh, 712 South River Street. Is, Man, you're uh, good, brother. You're I good. Was, I knew there was a two in there somewhere and it yeah. was River Street, but I didn't know the other digits. Yeah, 712 <laughs> South River Street, right under the viaduct, right past Hesed House. You know, I, I had Hesed Houses, uh, 659 South River there. I'm on their board, uh, wonderful organization. If you just go right past there, if you know where that is, um, the Thrive Center is located uh, there and we've got um, a handful of folks there that are kind of staggering their hours and you know keeping uh, socially distant and 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 making it safe for people to come in person if uh, if you do need that in person contact. So there's a number of places that we can offer assistance. Uh, there was I saw a wonderful volunteer initiative that took place last weekend. I saw a lot of smiles saw a lot of elbow bumps and they uh chapel street church from geneva was out at brian house and they did a lot of great work beautifying and um and upkeeping the property uh tell us a little bit about some of the partnerships of you know folks who come and have helped out with sweat equity to make the neighbor project dream come alive yeah, one of the things that's been important to us over time, uh, and, and we still try to, to to maintain, is this environment of people connecting to to their neighbors, to people they might not otherwise cross paths with, um, because we we believe that that connectedness, that sense of kind of we're all in this together, is really brought out when when people are able to get out in the community, serve, um, and uh, be a part of. You know, helping our neighbors get on a path to home ownership, for example. So, you mentioned Brian House. It's sort of this first location of one of our programs, uh, named for my brother. Uh, that so this this started almost 15 years ago. Hard to believe, but um, but that program uh, is is a five unit apartment building where people are living there. They're paying rent. They're going through financial literacy and homeowner education and uh, and saving. Uh, and that program helps people to save an entire year's worth of rent. Um, and 
the way that we're able to do that, right? So people live there, they pay rent, um, and a whole year's worth of rent over two years goes into savings. The way that we're able to do that is by having volunteers come out, by having uh, engaging people who want to be part of this mission, uh, skilled um, tradesmen, as well as uh, church volunteers, as you mentioned, to be able to kind of make it a beautiful place to live, to be able to um, save money on things that we might otherwise be paying for, um, so that we create essentially a whole network. We call it the Network Savings Program because we've kind of built an entire network that helps create efficiencies so that um, a whole year's worth of of rent can actually be that is from someone's own earned income can be channeled into their their savings account to be a down payment on a home someday. So we had a group great group from Chapel Street out, and they're, not, and they're going to come out next weekend again with I think even more of them. They are, yeah. So and that's again that's that's how that's how we get that's how we're able to do this. That's how we help our neighbors. Uh, you know, it's how we create a tool that helps neighbors save their own money to put down on their own homes, to strengthen their own neighborhoods, um, and be part of the solution. All right. So um, let's see here. You spoke about how much assistance a landlord can expect. Um, for those, of, for those uh, listening in who just may, may have just tuned in, can we cover one more time just briefly about the, IO, about the program? It started, the application is open. Started Monday, portal's open, and it goes until June twenty eighth. Yeah, so it? I should I, we should different. So number one is you can go to this ilrpp.ihda.org. Right, it's a lot of letters that may not mean a whole lot, but um, or you could just Google um, Illinois rent um, rent payment program uh, and and be able to find this, and you can go and you can start an application uh, today. Except that when I say that. Um, what's confusing to folks is that that when that you could start an application if you are a landlord right. who's owes rent, who's owed rent. If you're a tenant who owes rent and is behind, then that same portal will be open to you for you to start an application starting on June 9th. So from now until kind of, and really it's sort of from now until the end of the of oh, until until June 6th, the um, landlords are the only ones to whom this is open. And I think that, you know, the thinking there was that, again, a lot of a lot of documents are required. There's some proof that's there. As I mentioned before, you've got to upload a, you know, lease and proof of ownership and how much people are behind on rent, those kinds of things. And, um, and, and when last year, when this happened, the, there were more landlords had an easier time I think perhaps because they've got, on average, maybe have more access to technology or other things and use these kinds of tools like DocuSign more. So this program's only open to landlords right now. but And so you should encourage your landlord to apply. Or you should call the Neighbor Project, 630-906-9400, um, or go to our website, neighborproject.us. Um, and, uh, and, help, uh, and have us call your landlord and explain this program's for real. You can get a hundred percent, more than likely, of your, of the back rent that is owed to you. Um, you just got to fill out an application. Um, the state, as I mentioned, has said they don't think they're going to run out of money. So if you're if if you've got ten tenants who are ten thousand dollars behind on rent, you can get a hundred thousand dollars and all the way caught up um, on this. It's there isn't a limit to how many tenants for whom you can apply because right. the benefit is. To, and the benefit is really equally designed for both. We know there are a lot of 
landlords who've really been suffering because so many of their tenants have been laid off or haven't been able to keep up with rent. This program is for landlords, uh, but it's also for those people who, you know, through no fault of their own because of the pandemic, have also fallen behind on rent. Um, and so uh, tenants will be able to then, if their landlord doesn't start or if they're just hearing about this or they don't meet that June 6 deadline, the portal will be reopened for tenants to apply um, starting June 9th, and that goes through June 28th. So it is, in some ways, kind of a short window, but really from now until June 28th, there is one way or another, you're going to be able to apply for these dollars. If it's before June 6th, the landlord has to start the application, right. then the tenant has another week to finish it. If it's uh, if it's then kind of after June 6th, you have to wait for the portal to reopen on June 9th for tenants to be able to apply. Got it. Time is 8.40 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. A couple of quick news items. Uh, state reps Barbara Hernandez, Stephanie Kifwit, and Keith Wheeler are partnering with the Kane Senior Council and St. Athanasius Greek Orthodox Church to provide free frozen meals to seniors once a month from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on prescribed Mondays during the summer at St. Athanasius located at 1855 5th Avenue in Aurora. The event, excuse me, event dates are currently scheduled for May 24th, June 21st, July 12th, August 16th, and September 13th. Shouts out. All right, one more date left for Art and Market Aurora. May 22nd is the next date coming up, you guys. Let's get out there and support local for these final times. Art and Market will happen from 8 a.m. to noon at Society 57, 100 South River Street. Shouts out to the Aurora Downtown Group and all of the other folks who've uh, come out taking part. And last but not least, a wonderful local initiative is taking place uh, this month. Jesse the Law Torres' Boxing Club is hosting a Memorial 5K on the 29th titled United We Stride. You can go virtual and run it your own way or socially distance outdoors at Wabonzi Lake Park. The gym has been closed for over a year, and this is a great way to get back out, get active, and get back in touch with the community. Not only that, all registrants get a 5K participation medal, and anyone who raises $100 gets a free T-shirt. That's awesome. The event starts at 8 a.m. sharp, and registration is required. Required. Okay. Curtis, so, can I just can I say, this is, I love this, this show, this, the way that you're bringing people together. Like, all those people you just mentioned, those are, this is a, a great community, great people. You've got some great partners I mean, Uni Torres Camacho, right? She's I saw she was on earlier. Yes. She's on our board, right? So we're we're partnering. Great uh great person. Um, you know, just really dedicated to the to the city and to her neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um and then, you know, then you mentioned uh um Society fifty seven yeah. where we had our fundraiser last year and Scott and Tammy and all the great people that are over there making oh, that yes. such a great place. Um, well, I mean, just a, a cool model for how church and community and nonprofits can come together. And and then, of course, we've got great representatives. So we Keith do. and Stephanie and Barbara, shout out to the, all shout the out. folks that represent yeah. Aurora. They have a really great community. Yeah, we yeah. do. We do. And yeah. I, I feel like since our community is great, let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Absolutely. More and more and more. We had to have people coming together. Yeah. That's the point. The point is to lift people up and uh, share what we got and, and keep that ball rolling. Saludos, Mr. Rick Guzman from Peter Aguilera, oh, my no. man. <laughs> Clap for Peter. That is my man right there. 
Hey, Pete. Pete. And we told you guys before, and we'll tell you again, that if you need anything in the way of home repair or electrical done, you can get it from AA Electrical Contractors. Pete, I don't remember your address right now, so don't kill me, but I know <laughs> that you are on Galena, and you're right across from that great Aurora mural behind Tortas Guadalajara that your favorite radio host helped paint. <laughs> that was great. Gams is the best. Thank you, Norma Peterson. We really appreciate you very much. Ben Geller got his hair cut at Big Boss Barbershop by Omar Oaxaca, who we interviewed as well. So great. Now, I don't have any hair, <laughs> so I can't take part in that good stuff, but I'm glad you did, Ben. All right. The time is 8.44 a.m. Uh, was there anything, we covered a lot in this program, is, uh, now you were with, you had a great interview and discussion with Rep. Lauren Underwood. Mm -hmm. How did that go? About the yeah. same topic. Well, speaking of, you know, having great people representing us, mm -hmm. uh, Rep. <laughs> ah, yes, Rep. Underwood, Rep. Foster, um, you know, both of them really without, without their support, these rent assistance dollars, um, aren't available to our neighbors. So their votes in Congress their representation of us here is is why we have this program to offer. And so the other thing that maybe I would just quickly mention is, you know, there have been questions about, okay, well, what if I'm behind on my mortgage? Um, what about uh, you know, other housing needs that are out there? And of course, there are a whole host of, of additional supports. Many people uh, would have gotten the direct stimulus checks and right. things like that, right? They're all part of the same legislation that uh, both uh, Representative Foster and uh, and Congresswoman Underwood uh, supported, voted for, and again, we have uh, their representation to thank for our community having these dollars available to us. So thank you to them, uh, but there are others, other assistance that's coming as well. So part of that same American Rescue Plan that was put out there includes help for homeowners. So. We don't have it yet, but we know that later this year, the same Illinois Housing Development Authority will be um, looking for partners. Uh, we are usually the partner in the Aurora area um, as the only um, HUD-approved housing counseling agency and in, in, in with this kind of experience in the Aurora area. Wink, wink. We, uh, we're always there looking to try to figure out, okay, how, how can we be your local link um, and uh, the, the agency that is nearby that if you need any help at all, again, virtually or in person, to access these dollars. There's there's also $10 billion that was in that program again, nationally, but that's going to mean that there's going to be millions and tens of millions of dollars available here in Illinois um, to be able to uh, help people who are behind on their mortgages. Last time, a lot of people, what we tell people now is, if you're having trouble making your mortgage payment, just contact your lender. Lenders, for the most part, are still... Um, allowing people to get what's called a forbearance or a payment deferral. Um, and it's a relatively simple, quick and easy process. So do that, but uh, be on the lookout because there's also assistance uh, for homeowners uh, that are there that uh, have had a hard time keeping up with their mortgages. Uh, and if you've had a hard time keeping up with uh, homeownership in terms of like needing a new roof or a home repair that is just beyond what you can afford right now, if you live in the city of Aurora, one of the other programs that Aurora funds through the Neighbor Project is it's called the Safety First Program. So we every year we do about 20 to 30 of these like significant projects for People who are at that same 80% of AMI or below, right. we put on new roofs, we replace furnaces, we're, we help people update old or dangerous electric, we uh, fix plumbing. There's all, all sorts of things that we can do um, 
if if you're not able to afford those, call the Neighbor Project, 630-906-9400. Go to our website, neighborproject.us. Um, and one of the things that we're also helping people with during this, these times is keeping up with their homes. And so we're if you need a new roof and you're income eligible and you live in the city of Aurora, um, we'd love to be able to help you. If you don't live in the city of Aurora, this rent assistance program, these future programs for mortgage holders, those are all uh, those are available throughout the state, and we're here to help uh, you regardless of where you live. Uh, we because we help serve people virtually now, we can serve people anywhere in the state of Illinois. That is right. But we also, uh, you know, we really do concentrate locally here on, as I said, Kane and Kendall County, some of DuPage and Will, and occasionally a little further west uh, into like DeKalb County and, and the like. So call us. Uh, if you're not sure if you qualify or not, we can help you figure it out. We can help you get the applications completed that you need to to get the assistance. The time is 849 a.m., so uh, lastly, we, we're, we're seeing that, um, you know, vaccines, more people are uh, vaccinated. Uh, as you mentioned, when we started, Paramount, they've already uh, announced that August they will be opening back up. River Edge has uh, listed their summer mm-hmm. schedule of shows. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Uh, lots of promise. Uh, so lots of folks are feeling optimistic about going forward in a safe fashion. Uh, when we talk about the Neighbor Project, what do you guys... What's what's the neighbor project got? You guys got cooking. What's what's coming up now? You know, I know you're doing strategic planning, yeah. but uh, can you give us any kind of insight? What's up? Yeah. Well, so one of the things that we're really focused on right now is that we, I think, you know, starting last, basically, roughly, so you know, almost we're coming up on a year of the anniversary of George Floyd and um, this racial reckoning that mm-hmm. started, and you know, we we are about serving everybody. But I think one of the things that we began to understand is that it's not enough sometimes to just say, hey, we're here, we're there for anybody can access us. We certainly don't discriminate. Um, But there are some groups of people, there are some um, historically disenfranchised populations that have had more barriers that, uh, and again, not, not, you know, realizing even groups like ourselves, that it wasn't intentional that we were... Um, you know, kind of not recognizing these additional barriers. We certainly weren't treating people differently based on race or something like that. And many, most of the people that you get that you might connect with at a bank or anywhere else are not doing that either. But um, but there are these sort of barriers that have never been uh, you know fully cleared. Right. And so you know, I guess what I would say is that we're kind of recommitting ourselves to um, equitable access. So not to, like we've always been focused on equal access, right? The program is here for anybody. But equitable access is different. It means helping people, uh, you know, get ac- actually get what they need to access something. So, you know, the, the, the typical, you know, kind of there's, there's a number of different uh, metaphors for this or things that you see. Um, but like kind of the idea is, you know, if there's a if you're watching a, a a NASCAR race or if you're watching something and there's a fence that you need to see, see over, right? And you say, oh well, here here's a step stool, right? And you give everybody the same step stool, right? Well, the person who's six six doesn't need the step stool, right? The person who's six foot probably doesn't either. But the person at five feet, like, oh, perfect, now I can see. But if it's a kid or you know just somebody who's short, that's sure. you, they may need two step stools or one that's twice as big. And it isn't it isn't about you know. Uh, this idea of trying to uh, 
um, redistribute or you know some of these other it's just an idea about like understanding that that uh, what some people need in order to you know be part of the solution in order to access home ownership so that their their commu- their neighborhood is stronger so that our school systems are stronger might be a little bit of additional um, uh, help breaking down barriers that not everybody else has um, and so we're we're really going through a process where we um, we recognize that the way that we've offered our services equally in the community hasn't necessarily meant that everybody can still access those. Right. And so we're kind of trying to say, okay, well, how do we do that? Why is black home ownership in Aurora so much lower than white home ownership in Aurora? Um, and so, uh, and what can we do to be a part of that solution? Because as I mentioned, our entire philosophy, our our core belief is that the more people we can help into homeownership, the more um, neighborhoods that can be stabilized uh, by people being long-term invested um, homeowners, uh, the the stronger our entire city will be, and and all of us will benefit from that. And so we just need to um, kind of rethink the way that we deliver our services, so that um, so that nobody has a barrier to actually getting getting there. Um, ultimately, what everything that we do is dependent on um, everybody's participation, including those that we're we're serving. Um, so there's no handouts. Uh, we're, that's we're not about uh, we're not about creating dependency, but we are about you know trying to get these tools, the actual tools that will get the job done, in the the hands uh, of everybody. Last news item for you wonderful folks out there. I've been telling you about this since... This was breaking news Monday when we got it. So it's still not breaking. This egg has cracked, but it's just on the griddle. We're making this into an omelet. Join the Resource Fair, which is going to be hosted by Chapel Street Church. That's going to be Thursday, June 3rd from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Located at 1 South 455 Mill Creek Drive in Geneva. Free dinner. Free haircuts, free cleaning supplies. Organizations are going to be on hand sharing information, such as Mutual Ground, Fox Valley Food for Health, Two Rivers Head Start, and the Northern Illinois Food Bank. Job search assistance, health screenings, and more will be available. Remember, Thursday, June 3rd, shouts out to Chapel Street Church for all the work that they do for our community. The time is 8.54 p.m. The Neighbor Project can be found all over social media as well, Facebook and Instagram. You guys, please follow the Neighbor Project's page. Take a look and go to the website. There are, as Mr. Guzman said, many resources available, and the staff is there to help you as well. Uh, Also, follow the page on Instagram and stay up to date with everything that's going on here in the city of Aurora that the Neighbor Project has. Did we forget anything, BTP? Um, oh, actually, I do have a quick shout out for uh, our friends at East Aurora Counseling. Oh, wanted Dr. us. Gold. Yeah, she uh, she asked if we could talk about. She should give us more information. Okay. But they are doing a fundraiser for the Judah Robinson Foundation, uh, the foundation that helps um, uh, vulnerable populations, mostly like pe- people that are homeless, get mm-hmm. some mental health care. They are doing a uh, a drag show fundraiser okay. coming up. Um, so once I get some more information, I'll share that out. But yeah, like awesome. just, just a heads up to people. They're doing something like that. And yeah, we'll, we'll share some information, details once, uh, once I receive it. Definitely. Dr. Cool. Amanda Goldman is a friend of the show. And they are doing great work at East Aurora Counseling. Shouts out to them. Uh, Rick, did we forget anything? 
I'm sure that there's always more they could talk about. So you don't 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 throw open ended questions like that. You, you should know better by now. Very true. Um, so all of you guys, we appreciate you guys tuning in today. Please subscribe to the show on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, and also uh, Apple Podcasts as well. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Tomorrow we have another great episode of Jeanette Splaining. And I have to tell you, I told you yesterday, guys, that uh, please follow the Buenos Dias Aurora Facebook page because next week we've got a lot of things cooking. We'll be live on that page on Wednesday and... Well, I won't tell you what it is now. You'll just have to tune in on Monday and check it out. Thank you very much to all of our community partners. You guys be blessed out there, and we hope you have a safe, positive, and wonderful Thursday. Take care of yourself and each other.